Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Wi-Fi Wife podcast. The voice you are hearing is Mimi on the mic. I'm back. Thank you for joining me. It is a blessing to have your listeners. So we're going to jump right into it. And I'm redoing these episodes. I had did them before, and I wanted to kind of add a few more points to it and kind of refine the message. So I appreciate you joining me again. And let me know on Instagram if you learned anything new in this podcast topic. Let me know tips that you learned or things you just kind of learned along the way about dating and when you get to that stage where the guy's kind of seeking you out so that we can have a discussion over on Instagram at Wi-Fi Wife Book. Also, I mentioned my nonprofit organization, which I've never mentioned before, but I'm happy to for you to join me over there if you're interested in doing nonprofit work, um, which is where I just cook food and serve the community. I give out free um, I forgot to mention in the last episode, I have um, an initiative, a program called Booze Backpack, where I would give away free backpacks to underprivileged children for back to school, usually around right uh, Halloween time because I don't celebrate Halloween. And so instead of giving out candy, I would give children who were at risk or low-income backpacks filled with school supplies. And if possible, if I would get donations, also a winter coat. So come join me at Feed the Trinity if you want to learn how you can contribute or help with my nonprofit efforts. It's always um, a blessing to have more hands. So we're continuing um, how to be pursued by a man. And there's some examples that I wanted to mention um, that we didn't get to in the last few episodes and one of them is um you have roadrunner and wild e coyote now in this case um i'm assuming they're both that i remember from my childhood this cartoon they are both males so but the the actual goal or the point that i'm bringing that up is the roadrunner was so elusive from wild e coyote and it frustrated wild e coyote and so you want to be elusive but you don't want to frustrate the man to the point that he gives up on you not a high caliber man anyway but you want to be elusive enough that you're available, but not too much. Because again, you want to make that man miss you and long for you. And what happens is if he has good feelings when he's with you, he remembers that in your absence. And then he'll seek that out because he wants to get that feeling back. He wants to feel the excitement and the vibrance that he felt when he was with you. And the more valuable you appear, the more pressure that he feels he may lose you to another man. Okay, and then he'll begin to weigh those benefits of being in a relationship with you. So he's, you know, men kind of do that. They see a woman, they see how valuable she is. And I used to get asked this all the time when I was a single. Why are you single? You mean nobody has snatched you up? I was single by choice, but I got asked that a lot by men. And that's how they men see a high value woman. When you chase a man... We talked about this in part two. So if you have not listened to the other episodes and you're listening to this one, this is part three of how to be pursued by a man. But you need to listen to parts one and two. This is a continuation. We talked about in one and two about chasing a man and how that's masculine behavior. And you need to stay operating in your feminine high value energy and behavior. When you chase a man, he'll lose interest in you because you've taken that thrill away from him. You've taken the pursuit away from him. And you you flip a switch in his brain that tells him he can just fall back and relax because you'll seek him out. He's not going to he doesn't have to do any work. He doesn't have to worry about trying to get your interest and trying to get you to like him because you're doing the work for him. So if that's if that's the type of relationship you want with a man where he just kicks back, relax and doesn't do anything and leave you to do everything, then, yeah, go ahead and chase him.
But as high value women, we don't want those type of relationships because we want a man to seek us out. We want a man to contribute to our well-being and our helping to improve ourselves. And so we don't chase men. And so the other example is, this is going to be funny because I call my husband this, Pepe Le Pew and Penelope Pussycat. That was the cartoon with the um, French skunk. And he was just all over this this other skunk, this um, lady skunk, and smothering her <laughs> with constant affection. And so that's what it feels, that's what it's like with, you know, men and women. You want him to really seek you out and really to just... Um, try to convince you that he's a good pick or he's um, worthy of your attention, not the other way around. You're the woman. You are the prize. It's his job to seek you out. The other example um, I had was, which is a really good example, I thought it was, is how, is how the NFL recruits players. Um, so there's a process that agents go through and managers go through when they're looking for players. They're pulling them either out of high school or college. And... It's very much like the pursuit in a relationship. Did you know that agents pay up to $25,000 to training centers to hold a spot for a potential client? That means that agents will pay money for a training center to say, hey, I'm looking at this, this player and I may have him in this spot just to hold the spot because of the value of the player. You know, the draft is a really, in and of itself, it's a massive production like none other. It's on a scale that exceeds anything you can see in this lifetime because it is literally the wooing and the courtship of these players to these high-powered, high-value organizations with this money. They want them to play on these teams. And so they will give them lavish gifts, they would send them on trips. They would send beautiful women to entertain them. I mean, there has been a, even a lot of controversy and scandal around the way um, football players and even sometimes basketball players and other athletes are recruited for teams because these agents and managers and teams, they go all out, y'all. I mean, they come to these players' houses. They talk to their parents. And they come to their games because they really see the value of the player. So now put yourself as the player almost and put the agent, team, or manager as the man. That's how that works. That's how a man pursues you. That's how you allow yourself to be pursued. So with this NFL example I'm using is the first step is the team or the agent or the manager will observe the player. And that's what a man does. He observes you. This is all visual and physical at this point because he hasn't got to know you so the agent or the manager will go to the players games they'll watch them run plays do touchdowns see how they interact with the coach see if they are a team member a team player how they treat their teammates if they're just trying to get all the shine for themselves or if they are actually playing to win the game as a team to see if they take direction well from the coach i mean there's so many elements to this right and then that's what happens with the man when a man sees you he goes hmm that's a nice looking woman so here I'm going to run these two examples neck and neck NFL player getting recruited and then boom you go on a lunch break at work right you go to a, a local restaurant or something and you're dressed really nice you're looking really nice you you got your best cute makeup on hair fly nails on fleet and this man sees you he observes you 
something clicks for him. Okay, I want to talk to her. She's a nice looking woman. She's attractive. She's somebody I would like to talk to and get to know. Number two, the manager, agent, or team sends a representative to meet with the family. This man next wants to meet with you. So the first step is they observe the player. The second step is they meet with the family. The first step, remember I'm running these examples in correlation to one another. The man observes you. Secondly, he wants to meet with you. He wants to take you out on a date. He wants to pick your brain. So when an agent or manager or team comes to visit a player's family, they go wherever that player is at. He could be in the hood, in the ghetto. Y'all remember Boys in the Hood movie? when um, Ricky was trying to get recruited, okay? And the man came to his house and told him, listen, I can get you up out of this crazy place. I, you can have a lot of money, fame. I see you have a young lady who's pregnant, you have a child. We can provide for you and your family. You just need to pass the ACT or SAT so we can get you in. Okay, so a man, when he wants to meet with you on a day, he's kind of sizing you up. So he got he got a chance to see you. He's physically attracted to you, but now he wants to see what's up in your brain. If you're sitting on that date and you're just running your mouth, yap, 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 and telling all your business, telling your life story, talking about your mama, sister, kids, coworkers, he can't get a word in. He's like, man, she is really cute, but she just talks too freaking much. And she talks about everything and it could turn him off. Anything could turn him off. But you want to be, you want to operate your high value behavior. So let the man drive. Again, we're going back to that point because that's what I opened up with. Let him drive and lead the interaction. Let him ask you questions. I, I talk about this in my book, How Not to Be a Wi-Fi Wife. How much information would a man know about you if you only told him what he inquired about? If a man never asked you, what your favorite color is. You shouldn't be, he shouldn't know. You shouldn't tell him because he didn't ask. Don't tell him what he doesn't ask. And be very general with what he does. If he goes, What's your favorite color? You go, Oh, well, you know, I like the color pink, but you know, what does that have to do with anything? Are you gonna buy me a pink Lamborghini? Ha ha ha. You know, you get into those kind of like jokes. My husband makes that joke all the time. Um, next step three. So observe the player, meet with the family, pursue and courtship. Step three is where you get into. So the man observed you. He saw you at the restaurant. You're on your lunch break. Wow. She looks nice. Number two, he approaches you. Hi, my name is so-and-so. I saw you from across the room. I, you look really nice today. I like that dress. And I just wanted to know if I could take you out on a date or if we can exchange numbers and I can take you out. The pursuit starts to happen. The courtship starts to happen. When a player is getting courted, I'm telling y'all, they go all out for these players. Parties, women, gifts, they buy them cars, they'll buy their mom a hot, whatever it is that they want to get them on this team. The team, um, the team will spare no expense if the player is valuable. So the player has to be valuable in order for this to happen. So this is the key here. A man's not going to do all this for a low-value woman. You don't need to go through all of this rigmarole for low-hanging fruit. A low-value woman is just so grateful that a man said hi to her. She thrown, she her legs wide open, and she she down for whatever. A high-value woman is analyzing, okay, why should I attach myself to this man? Why should I even give this man my attention? Number four, players um, compare deals. So, boom, this is my favorite part. Once a player has been approached and kind of courted a little bit, 
if the player is really that good, if the football player is really that good, they will have multiple teams after them. They'll have multiple agents or managers seeking them out. Okay, the, you got the Falcons that want you, the 49ers, the Cowboys, the Saints. All of these teams want you. The player will need to start to compare where he should strike his deal. He's comparing who's offering him the best deal. And that's how your dating life should be as a high value woman. Even if you are dating one man, don't ever let him know that. Don't ever let a man know that he's the only one in your scope. You don't need to lie. But if he says something like, am I the only one you're seeing? Just let him know. I just like to keep my options open. Honestly, I really like you. And we've been kind of, you know, getting to know each other. But I, I do like to keep my options open. Because again, you know, we're not married. We're not exclusive until you become exclusive. That's how you carry yourself. You operate in your high valueness. Let him know, even if there isn't any competition, there's competition. But then what if realistically you might be dating multiple men? You should. You should be dating multiple men. Yes. Notice I didn't say have sex with. I didn't say have sex with multiple men. I say you should be dating multiple men. As a matter of fact, part of the high-value woman journey is practicing celibacy. That's probably going to be the most controversial thing that um, I get pushed back on and from the women, believe it or not, that you should not be sleeping with a man that you're dating. Now, does it happen? Yeah, we all have been there we all most of us are not virgins walking up to these um relationships or these dating scenarios so if it happens it happens sometimes that lust that passion that flesh gets the best of you just realign and get yourself back on track and say i made a mistake i wasn't thinking clearly you know i gave in at the moment because we're kind of feeling each other but i really need to get back on track and you know you want to keep driving a genuine connection or let it go because it happens. Realistically, we're humans. We, we're not perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. But the goal is to um, present yourself in the best way possible. And so you, as a woman that's dating, that's what you should be doing. You should be comparing the men that you're dating. Because you should be dating multiple men. And if you're not, that's okay if you only want to date one at a time. But don't tell a man that. Don't lock down on him and go, well, I'm going to make him my husband. No, ma'am, because men don't date one woman at a time. They will have Keisha, Tisha, LaQuisha, LaShonda, Rhonda, Tina, Lena, Pam, Raquel, Rachel. And you're like, well, yeah, I'm just only dating him. And he has 10, 20 other women that he's dating. Finally, the deal is sealed. So these players go through this process where... They The um, team observed the player, met with the family, pursued, courted the player. The player compares deals, and then the player decides who they want to roll with. And so the deal is sealed when a man is ready to make you a wife and build a family together. That's how that works. So high-value womanhood, this version of dating, is with the intention to get married and make a family. It's not to just um, keep dating endlessly. If you don't want to get married, that's not a requirement. It's not. You don't have to, but you're going to have to assess as you move forward in your life. What is your strategy? What's your end goal with that? Okay. And if you have a different type of end goal, it's nothing wrong. There's no requirement that says you have to be married or you have to be a mother. You have to be anything you don't want to be with the exception of what's the end goal? What's the strategy? 
Um, on the flip side, there are my ladies who want to get married, who want to have a family or already have a family and they want to complete their family um, by being a wife. And that's perfectly okay too. Either one is okay. No, no one is better than the other one. It's just a matter of personal choice. I don't advocate either way. So remember, give the man space to pursue you physically and emotionally. You appear more valuable by not being clingy or needy. Men need space. Let him invite you out. Let him initiate the plans in the beginning. If you constantly contact him, it comes off like you're bugging him and he'll retreat. Now, once you get to know somebody and you start feeling each other, you get comfortable. Yeah, you can make plans. You can say, hey, yeah, so I was thinking that we could go do this so-and-so activity or do this. You know, he'll appreciate that and say, well, thank you for thinking of me. Let's, you know, kind of hook up. That's as you kind of get into the feel and the swing of things with him. But in the beginning, he needs to pursue you. Don't operate out of anxiety and fear. Abandon low-value thinking. Abandon low-value behavior. A man can sense this like a shark senses blood. Confidence. Work on your confidence. Operate in your confidence and your high-value behavior. Operate in high-value thinking. Insecurity is not attractive in anyone. As a woman, I can say that... I, an insecure man is not attractive. If you've ever dated or been with a man who was really insecure, you know you didn't find that attractive. So what makes you think that a man is going to find that attractive in you? It's okay to wonder if he likes you or if, you know, you guys are kind of feeling each other, but just don't verbalize that to him. Maintain the persona that you are sure about yourself and whether or not the connection fizzles out or it it produces something else that you'll be okay either way. That's the attitude that you want to have. A man needs to feel drawn to you in his absence. So again, you should be having some business about yourself. You should be working on your projects, work, um, especially if you're a mother. If you're a single mother, your kids will keep you busy aside from your work duties and maintaining other areas of your life. His attraction will blossom. So you don't need to see each other back to back to back to back all the time unless you really feel like that man is genuinely that connected to you. Again, every scenario is different. There's no rule, but there are kind of rules of engagement in that you don't want to push too much on him too fast. Make plans with him, engage with him, interact with him, but also make yourself busy until those plans come. Don't just be sitting around and he's like, what are you doing? Nothing. Don't ever tell a man that you have nothing to do and you are bored. Don't ever do that. That is low value behavior. If you don't have anything to do, find something to do. Pick up a book. Um, start a new project. Start a garden. Um, figure out something that you want to work on around your house. Um, help a friend out. Whatever. Find something to busy yourself so that you're not just waiting around for this man to trigger your happiness. You have to operate and walk in your confidence and your happiness every day without a man. If you chase a man, he will lose interest in you. I'm telling you what I know, not what I think, honey. You've taken all of his incentive away. So he's like, well, she's doing the work for me. I'm just going to go ahead and bag this one and go move on to the next one. If he has good feelings when he is with you, he'll constantly think of that when he's away with you, away from you. 
Remember your feminine appearance triggers emotion in a man, your smell, your laugh, your tone of voice, your intonation in your voice, your articulation, the way that you carry yourself, your fashion, your personal grooming, all of that. It's like a computer. Like if you ever seen Terminator and the man, when he meets you, he's going to scan you from head to toe. The only type of man that wants to involve himself with a um, frumpy or sloppy looking woman who appears that way in public. He just wants sex with you usually. He just sees you as um, fallen fruit on the ground. He does not have to climb that tree. Their fruit is already on the ground. But if you carry yourself in a high value manner, he will step up, step up to the plate and make happen what needs to happen with you to gain your interest. Really, if you're doing it the right way, the man is going to be poking you. Um, you know, we've been out on a few dates or, you know, I'm kind of getting to know you. Do I seem like the kind of guy that you would like or how are you feeling about me? That's a good indication that you're operating in the right, right way. You can just let them know, you know, I think that our connection is, is good. I would like to see what happens. Move forward. Don't give them too much. Remember, don't give them too much. So I don't know if we're going to need another part to this, but if we do, just let me know on Instagram at Wi-Fi Wife Book. Thank you so much for joining me. It's always a pleasure to have you. Thank you to everyone who listens to this podcast from around the world. I truly appreciate it. Black Lives Matter every day and forever. Don't get it twisted. And I want to make sure that you um, have all of the resources that you need to reach out to me. So you can find me on Instagram. I'm working on getting the website relaunched. It's actually already designed, but I need to get a website designer to kind of look at it and let me know if everything's okay for it to go. So we'll have a a virtual launch with that. And so I just have a lot on my plate, y'all. I really do. I'm doing everything myself. I don't have an assistant or a manager or anybody that does these things for me. So I am working tirelessly. I mean, I work really long nights sometimes to where my eyes hurt from staring at the laptop, um, getting these things ready. But I'm excited. I'm happy. God is good. He's merciful. I thank him for every blessing that he's bestowed upon me. And it is my goal to continue to walk in the calling that he has put on my life. So thank you again for listening. Again, this is your hostess, Mimi, on the mic. And you're listening to the Wi-Fi Wife podcast. Until the next time you hear my voice, stay blessed, take care of yourself, and take care of each other.